Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, you guys, and welcome to today's episode. I am beyond excited to let you guys in on the background of this episode. So my guest today is incredible and I will not reveal who he is until I have him on, which will be in a, in a few minutes, but his story is one that is so inspiring, so motivational, so raw and vulnerable that I just fell in love with his journey and had to have him come on and speak with me here. Um, he has overcome homelessness, alcohol dependency, trauma, and depression to become a successful CEO of his company. He has done many incredible things, yet also suffered incredible amounts of loss. He has played bass guitar at Abbey Studios with Queen, David Bowie, and Elton John as an accomplished musician, along with being a major figure working in the field of addiction. I don't want to tell you too much because I really want him to share all the details with you guys, but I feel this topic is critically important to discuss because he is a true believer in living his dream instead of just dreaming of living. So I'm excited to have you guys hear the passion in his voice when he dives into his current work and how he transitioned from being homeless and struggling with alcohol addiction to working to help so many come out of the place that he was once in. Most importantly, the topics we are going to touch on relate entirely to what crooked illness is all about, understanding mindset as it relates to mental health. The message of how we talk to ourselves and believing in ourselves is one I really want to share with you guys through Dr. Kelly's story, because let's face it, if you don't believe in yourself, then how will anyone else? If we tell ourselves things like we aren't good enough, we can't make it, we'll never be successful, then we never will be. But if we change the narrative of how we talk to ourselves and start our days with happy thoughts, then that is a step toward change in the right direction. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really enjoyed talking to Dr. Kelly because I used to struggle with believing in myself and I used to be very critical and negative to my own self with my own words. And it took time and changing habits to break away from this. But this is what I want you to take away from this episode. But as simple as it seems, if you believe in yourself, that is step number one, that is a prerequisite to getting closer to where you want to be, where you actually want to be in your life, where you actually feel happy, fulfilled, and 
a place where you enjoy being. It all stems from you believing that you can have that, you believing in you. And that is the overarching message that I really wanted to, t- to talk about and dive into with you guys before I bring him on today. And I know I said, I know I said I wouldn't say his name, but I did actually say his name, but that doesn't matter because I'm going to introduce him in a minute. But this episode is awesome. And as you guys can see from the title, Living the Dream versus Dreaming of Living, it is going to be a very fun, interesting, informative, and super helpful conversation. And I just am really excited for you guys. So I wanted to come on and just give a little intro to this episode before diving right into it. So yeah, so that's a little background. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And as always, have a beautiful day. (laughs) All right. Bye. Hello guys. And welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. As you can see from today's title, living the dream versus dreaming of living is the focus of today's episode. Joining me today to discuss the meaning behind today's title, along with his incredibly inspiring and captivating story, is Dr. Rob Kelly. Dr. Kelly is a triple threat against the disease of addiction because of the 20 years experience he has working with addicts and alcoholics, the knowledge he gained from receiving his PhD in psychology from Oxford University, and being a recovered alcoholic himself. Some refer to him as the Gordon Ramsay of the addiction world because of his his direct no-nonsense and candid approach to recovery. He has made appearances on multiple platforms, even the doctor's TV show where he discussed addiction along with the work he has done at his company, Rob Kelly Recovery Group. So without further ado, I'm excited to welcome Dr. Rob Kelly to the podcast. Hi, Paris. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Of course, I had to have you on after talking to you, hearing your story and just you having you dive into all of that i had to have you come on and share with everyone so thank you for being here oh excellent looking forward to it. it's going to be awesome yes so yeah i mean let's just get right into it so i would love to have you share your story with us of how you went from being a struggling alcoholic who became homeless to the accomplished doctor you are today well i uh through alcoholism i lost my wife kids houses cars just from drinking every day and becoming out of control. Mm -hmm. I found out that I just couldn't stop drinking and um, didn't really think I had a problem. Just thought that, you know, drinking every day is not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some crazy things happened in the house. Like I remember, you know, getting into some really crazy stuff while drunk and not even knowing what I was doing. But eventually uh, I came downstairs once to have uh, a drink about four o'clock in the morning. And uh, I found a bottle of vodka and I started drinking it. And my wife snatched it off me and said to me, like, you think you've had enough? Uh, so I took a kitchen knife out and stabbed her three times. Oh and uh, the reason why I laugh is everything was okay. She didn't die or anything. It was just crazy. Not mm-hmm. crazy the way I was. So eventually she left. And, and uh, you know, with that, before I knew what day was, the house had gone, the business had gone. Uh, wife, kids, houses, cars, parents, my, uh, brother and sister won't speak to me. I went from there to friends, from our friends to acquaintances and from acquaintances to the streets. And I was homeless, real homeless, Mm. not couch surfing, sleeping in bus shelters and under bushes and in car parks, trying to stay warm in the cold Manchester uh, weather. And I was there for 14 months and it was absolutely horrendous. Mm. I didn't actually go to hell, but I could sure see it from where I was. Yeah. I tried to commit suicide six times and on two occasions I succeeded. And my heart stopped and they brought me back to life 
on a cold, wet, smelly road in the back end of Manchester somewhere. Wow. And I hated them guys for that. I really hated them because I didn't want to live anymore. Mm. I was just done. I mean, my life was over. Um, it was just, it was sad. It was horrible. It was gloomy and it was depressing. Mm-hmm. And one day at two o'clock in the morning ish, I think I, I dropped down to my hands and knees just for nothing and started to sob like a baby from, from an aching stomach. I wasn't crying from my throat, it was from my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I realized that what was it. I remember looking up to the sky and said, if there's a God up there, I can't do this on my own anymore. And guy walked around the corner 30 seconds later in the back streets of Manchester. It wasn't a main road. It was a back street, cobbled streets. It's pouring down with rain. My tears were mixing with the rain as it hit the cobbles. Such mm-hmm. a vivid memory. And he came around. He said, do you want help? I said, yeah. He went back to his house and my journey started right there. Wow. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So you went back with him to his house and is that, that's, that's the moment when you really decided that you wanted to, you wanted to change. Is that the moment that, that moment when you yes, went back? Yes, it was, it was, but, but something crazy happened. And uh, mm-hmm. so I went, I went back to his house and he said, Hey, you can stay here as long as you want, but you've got to come to an AA meeting with me. Well, I hate AA meetings, but I went <laughs> and uh, halfway through the meeting, this guy at the back with white hair, white beard, quite a distinguished looking guy dressed casually, he, meant, he announced himself as a recovered alcoholic. Mm. And, and I really so I kind of twisted my head thinking, you can't say that, you know? So after the meeting, I went over to him and said, will you sponsor me? And he said, no, but I will be your spiritual advisor for a period of 12 weeks, which I thought was weird at the time. <laughs> so I said, okay. So he said, there's my address, bring a big book and bring the dictionary. And I said, oh, I went to Oxford. I don't need a dictionary. He said, bring a dictionary. <laughs> so I said, okay. So... On a Wednesday, I walked to that man's apartment. Mm-hmm. It took me about an hour to walk there. Wow. I spent an hour with him studying and an hour to walk back. I did that for 12 weeks. Every single Wednesday, Paris, I walked mm-hmm. there. That guy taught me stuff in that book about life and about myself that absolutely blew my mind. And he, mm-hmm. guaranteed, he told me to guarantee people can recover and that, I was, I was the chosen one. And he told me all this stuff that I started to believe. And, 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 and when I finished with him, I remember coming home and about three days, he told me amazing things will happen. So three days later, I got a job. It's like, wow. wow. So doing this part-time job. And then about 14 days later, uh, I'm, I'm, I get an apartment. The apartment comes free and I said, I can move in. So I got my first pay packet the day after. And it was about, I don't know, about $20 or something. Anyway, I went to a local gas station. I bought him a little teddy bear and a little card. Because my life had changed since meeting this guy, Paris. It was like mind-blowing, the stuff he taught me. So, and my confidence was sky high. So I walked back to the man's house. His name um, was John. I walked past the John's house. And uh, when I got there, I was knocked on the door and there was no answer. And it doesn't look as if anybody was there. It looked mm. like it was vacant. So I banged on the door that loud that the next door neighbor in the apartments come out and she says, can I help you? And I said, can you tell me where John's moved to? And she said, there's been no one in that apartment for at least three months. Wow. So I let her close the door. Obviously she's crazy. So when she closed the door, I I went to the left-hand side and I knocked on his door and a guy came to the door and says, can I help you? And I said, can you tell me where John's relocated to? And he said, there's been no one living there for 12 months that I've been here. So I said, okay, so I come away. I knew I had the right apartment because I've been walking there for 12 weeks. 
But here's the crazy part. I went back to the meeting where I'd met him. And I said to the guy that was chairing the meeting, can you remember John? And he's like, John, no, John, white beard, white hair. He was at the back of the meeting. Wow. So I says, no. I says, I was in the corner near the coffee machine talking to him. And he said, no, Rob, we were laughing at you. You were in the corner near the coffee machine talking to yourself. I've never found that man. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. And it was right there and then I realized that I was destined for bigger things. That's crazy. So, for, so the, you did 12 weeks, 12 weeks, 12 you walked weeks. an hour to that apartment and then you went back to, to find him, to bring him the gift that you got him. And then no one knew him. No one, no one heard of him. No one even heard of him at the, the meeting that she went to. And it's like, no, you never even found him still nope. to this day. Still, still searching. Wow. 30 That's years on, crazy. still searching. That's crazy. I know. I know. Oh and, and loads of stuff like that's happened to me, you know, uh, like I was supposed to come over here for two weeks and I spent, it's now 15, 13 years that I've been in America, but you know, I was supposed to come over two weeks. Um, uh, it came out the blue and then I'd like week before I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to leave here. I'm getting all my stuff out, my suitcase and my passport's expired by two days. Oh. So I jumped on the, the, the train and I went down to Liverpool and I took all my stuff in and the guy said, it's going to be about eight weeks. And I said, uh, well, can I expedite it? And he said, well, it's four weeks. So I said, well, I'll fly out in a week's time. And he said, there's no point in expediting it. You're not going to get it. It's not going to get it. So I paid for the normal one, eight weeks. And then I didn't tell anybody because I was just scared of calling the people in, in America saying I can't come because I've got no passport. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I made a couple of calls and they were out. So I decided I was supposed to fly on the Monday. On the Sunday when everyone was home, I was going to call them. And uh, four days later, five days later, on the Friday, a knock came at the door. I opened the door and it was the postman with my passport. Wow. Right? That's and crazy. Keep ask, they keep happening to me. I know. Just, you were t that's insane. Because the story that you told me and all these things that were happening and all these things that were taking place that you, you know, you just really can't explain. And how that, you know, like how you went from the place that you used to be to where you are now. And like, just, it just, I think, I just think it's crazy to hear things like that. When people like share moments like that with me of things that they like places where they've been, where they don't, you know, it's like you, you don't always know what's going on, but it's, it happens anyway. Um, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, for sure. And I know I really wanted to ask you something too, cause you actually, when we talked last time, you, shared this quote with me. And I really like this quote. I wrote it down. Um, I wrote it down a lot. So I wrote, so it's, so this is what it says. So it goes step out of the disease and into the solution. I love that quote. And I really want to hear from you. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what is the meaning behind that? And what does that quote mean to you? Alcoholism is a disease mm -hmm. and addiction is a disease, but there's a way out. I mean, the, the 12 steps and, and the spiritual awakening, psychic change that the, that the books talk about is a way out. But some people that I've met live in the disease. Like they're always supposed to be recovering. Mm -hmm. um, they never get well. They're always mad. You know, all this living. It's like step out of it. Step away. You know, if, if you if you was going to uh, to get some treatment for cancer and the cancer had cleared up, uh, would you still go back to the cancer hospital time after time and, and stay in that environment? No, of course you wouldn't. You'd get out of the way from the disease and you step into a solution. And the solution is a great life, living life on life's terms mm -hmm. and stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know, there's no cure for alcoholism, but guess what, guys? There's no cure for food poisoning or the common cold. So mm -hmm. let's put a spin on it. Let's stop feeling sorry for ourselves. 
<clears throat> let's get our life. Let's start inspiring people. Yeah. Let's start complimenting people and doing nice things and start living in the solution. And that's yeah. where that comes from. It's like inspiring people to step away from the disease. Mm-hmm. So it's more about like transitioning from that mindset of you're stuck in this place. Like you're stuck in this disease mindset of where you can't do this. You can't heal. You can't get better. And kind of transitioning from that over to the new life that you've been able to live from recovery and from things like that. So kind of transitioning over exactly. to that. Exactly. Step out, yeah. transition. Let's get this new, new uh, mindset going. Because it's all about the mind. Any mm-hmm. alcoholic or addict, uh, the, the disease is not the alcohol and it's not the drugs though. People think it is. That's not, it's a symptom of the disease. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit like me having chicken pots and you, and you not knowing me go, Hey, hey Rob, you've got chicken pots. I go, Paris, how do you know? I can see the spots all over you. Well, actually that's a symptom of the disease. Mm-hmm. I actually have a viral infection and the spots are kind of a symptom of chicken pots. And you go, wow, well, the alcohol is a symptom of the disease. Mm-hmm. The addicted brain is just that. It's a brain that's addicted. The neural pathways are distorted and they're remapped as a child. So when we get older, there's work to be done. We can remap them again into self-care neural pathways rather than self-sabotaging neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And that's called a solution. And anybody can do it. Anybody. Yeah. And I like how you frame that in a way of like, you can transition from this place into this place and how you kind of broke that down with, with that quote, along with, you know, a lot of, a lot of other things that you've said as well. But, um, I know, I mean, I kind of wanted to hear from you cause I feel like it's, that's another thing too, that I, I love talking about with you is the relationship between mindset and addiction, like how, how that plays a part and like the way that you think and the way that you see yourself, the way that you see the world around you and how, you know, we talked about, you know, you not being able to leave that dark place, that negative kind of mindset that you've created for yourself due to the addiction and due to kind of, you know, living that way for so long. And, you know, like what, what advice, like what one piece of advice would you give to someone who, you know, is trying, like they want to change their mindset, right? So maybe like they want to change their mindset um, they've been struggling with addiction and they want to have a more positive mindset. Like what is something you would tell that person to help them get towards that place? You've got to think every single day when you get it up, you've got to start thinking positive. There's two things I do that set my day off. First mm-hmm. of all, when I get up, the first thing I do is tell myself today is going to be an amazing day. After I've done that, I walk into the bathroom, I stand in front of the mirror and I repeat 10 times. I love you straight to my face in the mirror. Once you do that, your mind has started to change. Make your bed, set your list up for the day and start accomplishing things from day one. Mm. If you're in a depression, if, you, if you're if suffering from addiction and alcoholism, this won't last. If you want to get out of it, you can get out of it. Start mm-hmm. going to 12-step meetings. Start calling people who know about disease. Hey, call me. I'll give you advice. It's not going to cost you anything. But get out. Communication, dialogue with other people. And believe me, guys, I've been to the depths of insanity and the Mm -hmm. gates of hell. If I can come back, I'm nothing special. You can come back. It's Mm -hmm. just all in the mind. Set yourself up for success. Stop setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how much you've got, what your job is, you know, think positive. If if, If you're going to bed on a Sunday night going, oh my God, I've got the work tomorrow. Change your job. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, you can't do that. Stop making practical decisions based on fear. Because mm-hmm. that's what people do. Well, I, well I, I've got to have this job. It's the only job I deserve. Says who? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things yeah. at Rob Kelly Recovery Group is says who? Who's making these rules up, guys? 
You know, most people that are rich, wealthy, successful, happy, they don't want to give the secret away. The secret is believing in yourself and realizing how much power you really have. Quantum mm -hmm. physics says it all to me. Quantum physics tells me, let's say a basketball court, I could be up to 25 places on that basketball court at the same time. So where do I want to be? I want to be over near the goal. So when I get the ball, I'll pop it in. I'll be the hero of the match. Okay, cool. Can you see that position? Yes. How do I get it? You'll walk over and you take that position. Mm -hmm. End of story. If you can yeah. visualize it, you can hold it in your hand. And you have to realize how powerful the mind really is mm -hmm. once you start believing. And therefore, you become empowered. And believe me, guys, empowered people empower people. Mm -hmm. No, a hundred percent. And I love the way that you also describe that the necessary part of that is taking some action because taking some action is better than taking no action at all. Right. And kind of stay, sitting in that place, staying in that position that you're in and saying, you know, Oh, I don't like this job or I don't like the situation or, you know, I, I'm homeless or I lost and I'm, you know, all the things that you can say that you, you're not happy with, right. To transition that into the example that you gave, right? Where you start your day by saying, you, I love you 10 times in the mirror, by, by saying today's gonna be a great, by a good day, a great day, by having this attitude and changing these habits. And I feel like it's, you know, that is the first step is, is letting people know that you can do it, right? Because, and that's exactly why I, I decided to title this episode, you know, because this is what you said, you said this to me. So I'm like, this is what we're gonna call this is living the dream versus dreaming of living because, it's so often that you hear people, you know, saying, you know, I wish I could do that, or I wish mm. I could have that, or I don't like this. And I, you know, I can never change this, or I, I'm always going to be stuck this way. And what you, your whole life is literally an example of how you, how you did it, how you actually went from the, like the bottom to creating the life that you have now where you're doing, you know, Rob Kelly, like recovery group, helping other people through addiction. And you actually like, you were there, you lived it, you experienced it. You were homeless. You struggle with addiction. And, you know, just, that's why I really wanted to have you come on here and just kind of talk to everyone and like he, have them hear the passion in your voice that you have for what you do is because it's so it's real. Cause you were there and to, you know, to have, to have, to have that is, uh, really awesome. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to remember that, you know, says who mm -hmm. remember that guy says who, so I want that dream job. I want that dream car, that dream wife, that, that dream house. And you can have that, but you know, a dream without action is just a dream mm -hmm. and it will stay a dream. Mm -hmm. If you want it to happen, put the action in, do the daily plan, make sure that the milestones are hit. You know, I get my guys who, who come to me and they go, Hey, I want to do this, Dr. Rob. I want to do that. I want this job. Okay. So how much do you want to acquire? What's the first paycheck? Well, I want to be on 150,000 a year. Cool then. Let's write a checkout for that. And let's date mm -hmm. it in three years time. And when three years comes, we'll transfer that 150,000 out of your checking account where the check's been made to, and we'll stick it in your savings account. Never failed yet. Every mm -hmm. check has been cashed because it's all about mindset. If wow. somebody says you can't do anything, you probably can't do it. But if somebody mm -hmm. keeps telling you you can do it and people used to say to me, well, you can't do everything you want or anything. Yeah, you can. Well, I can't be president. Well, I beg to differ today. We have a businessman running the country, you yeah. know, so you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. Put your mind to it and you, and you do it, guys. Quantum mm -hmm. physics. Remember, take the action, walk over, get that dream job and stop living in fear. Yeah. You know? I know there's a lot of fear right now with the pandemic and everything going on, mm -hmm. but you can live your dreams. 
now is the now is the right time to reinvent yourself. Now is the right time to start leaping towards them dreams. Mm-hmm. You see, I get excited about this because I've, like you said, Paris, I've lived it. I'm living proof that you can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I've done to where I am today, is it impossible? Well, obviously not, because I'm here. Yeah. So I want to inspire other people to do the same. Yeah. So that's why I do these podcasts. It's when yeah no because that's because it's so true i mean it's not like we're just reading about you know a a character that's made up in a book or a story that's made up you're actually a real living breathing person who has gone through these things and completely turned you you know you i mean when i when i first talked to you you told me you know you lost everything and then you built it back up again i feel like the the biggest part of that is the way that you think your mindset and the passion that you have is the ultimate driving force and what's really like propelled you into what you're doing. And I really like, you know, I'm happy that you were able to come on and and talk about this stuff because it's, it's so, it's, it's so necessary and it's like needed to hear things like this and you know, that people can do what they want to do. It's real, it's possible, it's out there, it's happening. And to actually have you come on and, you know, give that Testament is awesome. And, you know, I'd really love to hear some of, you know, some of the unconventional methods that you use to, empower the clients that you have, um, fighting addiction head on. So kind of, can you tell me about what those, what those methods are, what they look like? It's all about changing your pathways, changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. So uh, an example would come and let's not talk about alcohol and drugs for a second. Let's talk about somebody wanting to achieve something and believe in himself. We got, we got a guy over and, uh, he suffered slightly from Asperger's, but he was only slightly. So we had no confidence, no belief, nothing. And he was 22, 23, never had a girlfriend. Um, and he, he just wanted to have a girlfriend and take a girl out, you know, mm-hmm. but he could never do it. He could yeah. never do it. And so what we did is, is I went to a friend of mine who owned an Irish pub and uh, we, kind of, we kind of hired part of the pub that night. And I got seven or eight uh, different girls his age <laughs> and I planted them around the pub and they got paid for it. And here was the deal. We was going to go up to one of them. And we're going to start talking and just play with me. And he said, okay. So I'll let him choose. I said, just look around and choose whoever you want. So he, he, he knew that I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have set it up. And he says, the blonde girl, uh, she's about 18, yeah. 19, I think it was 22. And looking, you really are. And I, I, when I was walking, he was grabbing the bar. He wouldn't leave the bar because he was so nervous. <laughs> and I said, leave it to me. I can do a lot of talking. So on prized his hand and we walked over and we sat down. Bear in mind, these guys work with girls are being hired by me. And yeah. we started to talk. After about 20 minutes, he was in conversation with this girl. And it was phenomenal. And I walked away. And the other girl walked away. And we left talking. And it was just an amazing night. When we finished, she explained she had a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was great. But he come away believing that he could do that. Within two weeks, Paris, he had a girlfriend. And wow. that's the things we do. We, yeah. we empower people. We make you believe the alcohol and drugs is a given when you come here. We're mm-hmm. just changing our pathways. We use neuro-linguistic programming. We change the way you think. We change the way you behave. That deals with the addiction. It's a little bit more complicated, but you get the idea. Yeah. And then we real bit rebuild your life. Mm-hmm. We get you a life that you've only dreamt of. Because mm-hmm. when I was on the street, 
I used to walk past people's houses, especially at Christmas. I used to look through the windows and see people having dinner and opening presents. And I was homeless and had nobody. It was one of the loneliest times in my life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought to myself, if I could just have one night doing that with somebody, I'd be living the dream. So when I, when I was dreaming of that, I was always dreaming of, of living. So I came up with the thing, the sentence when I come off is, I'm not dreaming of living today, I'm living the dream. Because I yeah. am, I've got everything I want. I, I, I'm, I'm nearly 60. I dye my hair blonde. I wear <laughs> crazy colored scrubs. I have 102 pairs of sneakers in all the crazy colors. I drive, drive a Mercedes McLaren. I live in a million dollar hat. I mean, come on, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because this is the dream waiting for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You know, and, and this is what people need to know. So it's empowerment, it's belief, it's the unconventional methods, it's NLP, neural linguistic programming, mixed with psychology and a belief that we will create your life in the 90 days that you're with us. Yeah, no, because it's all, yeah, I love how you position it like that, like changing the, the way that people think, changing the behavior, changing the way that they see themselves. And I thought, you know, the example that you just gave with that guy and who, you know, couldn't get a girlfriend, was really nervous talking to girls and how even though like you hired the girls, he still, he still was able to go up to her, have a conversation for 20 minutes, do that. And then, you know, like give, giving him the confidence to, do, to, to be able to do that and teaching people that right and teaching people that you can you can do that if you want to you know and letting people kind of and I think that's awesome that the way the way you talk about it that way um and just positioning it the way that you're it's all about the behavior and the habits and the way that you you know you've been you know because for I mean take him for example like he's been the way that he was for for so long right where he was afraid afraid to talk to girls didn't want to do it didn't feel he could for for so long and you come in and you just kind of shatter that and break break that whole uh way that he saw himself to now to where he's actually happy and confident and being able to to live the way that he that he wants to and i feel like that's kind of you know, the overarching message with everything in life is that people, you know, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? How do I do that? How do I get from here to over there? And I feel like, you know, really having you share the practices that you use with your clients and what you've done yourself um, is so helpful and so valuable because, you know, it's, it's real and it applies to, it applies to so much more than just addiction, you know, cause we could talk about that, but, it, but there's so many different things that, you yeah. know, people want to change that they're struggling with that they might need yeah. help with or <clears throat> advice with. And I think that that's awesome that you've kind of used your experiences. You've, you've used what you've been through in your life to, to create what you're doing and to really teach people that. So you know, that's exciting to me. And that's, that's cool to me. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I want to hear him t- tell, tell us what he thinks about that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you could pinpoint, you know, if you had to pick one of the biggest, biggest lessons or takeaways that you've learned so far throughout your entire story, what, what would that be? Self-belief. Mm-hmm. Have self-belief, you know, and watch internal dialogue. When I dropped a pen on the floor years ago, I was a stupid idiot. Oh, you clown. No, be very careful. Words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, tell yourself you're good enough. You know, if guys, if you're out there and you don't think you're good enough and, and you, you haven't achieved anything in your life, 
and you always think you're less than, I want to apologize to you because somebody's put that there. Mm -hmm. Everybody as a baby wants to, everybody wants to be a fireman, a doctor, a nurse. And what happens during our life is we get that kicked out of us. So self-belief that you can be that doctor, that nurse, that fireman, if you want to, you, all you got to do is self-belief, watch internal dialogue and just realize your power. Mm -hmm. Every human being has this power that takes them to the next level. And everybody listening to this show right now has that power, whether you believe it or not, you have that power. Mm -hmm. And once you believe it, it's not only the key to life, it's the key to success. Mm -hmm. It's the key to every, I mean, not everybody wants to be wealthy. We had a guy here, he swept the roads. He just wanted to be the foreman and the manager of the little company that swept the roads for the, for the government. And he became that manager and he was happy as anything on about 40,000 a year, it was happy. See, that was his dream. So we, yeah. we, we helped him achieve that dream. And that's what we do here. We, we help you achieve your dreams. Forget the alcohol and drugs. If you relapse, I'll give you your money back. It's about, it's about looking for your dreams. Let's, let's hit them milestones. So yeah, yeah I mean, just, and, and, if, and if anybody out there, have you, seen, have you seen a movie, Paris, called I Feel Pretty? I've heard of that movie. Oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's a comedy. But for the people listening here, look for the underlying message, which is powerful. Uh, you know, it's self-belief. And when you start believing in yourself, other people will treat you differently mm -hmm. and will start to come around and, and believe what you're saying because you have that much confidence. I was sat with Gordon Ramsay. He's a very good friend of mine, the chef of TV, and was sat in his kitchen many years ago. And he said to me, Rob, do you know why I'm the best chef in the world? And I said, well, because you can cook really well. And he went, hell no. I said, well, why are you? And this is what he said to me, Paris, which changed my world. He said, because I tell everybody I am. And mm. I went, wow. It was so <laughs> simple yet so powerful. So I tried to tell him when I was the best in the world. Now I am. Everyone believes it. I believe it. I mean, who's to say no? And, that, and that's what he told me because it was wow. self-belief. Yeah. That's, that is so true and so huge and so valuable because, you know, like you said, if you don't believe in you, then why will other people believe in you? Right. So yes. if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in, you know, your purpose, your mission, your passion, whatever it is in your life, if you don't have that belief, then it's, it's, you're not going to be happy and you're not really going to be fulfilled. And I love that that's, you know, the biggest thing that you can take away is just that self-belief self-belief in yourself and inner dialogue, the way you talk to yourself, because I agree with you hundred percent words are so powerful. Like if, if you tell yourself that you're, you're not, not good, good enough, enough, you know, you're, you're not, not going to make it at this, or you're not good at that, then you're not, you know, because you told yourself that you're not. So, you know, if you, if you tell yourself you can, then you open up that door to get out of this. Like, I can't do it. It's not going to yeah. work. I suck you at that. Of, you kind of talk yourself out of it. Yeah. We, we had two yeah. young guys around there, probably 17, 18, and they just started a car detailing business. So we, we loved new starts. So we brought them around here and they did a great job of our cars. So we booked them weekly. And one week they came up and they're like, Dr. Kelly, can you tell me how you become successful? And, you know, can you give us some tips on the business? Because we've just been to this guy's house and we did his car. And we thought it was an amazing job. And he's picking pits that wasn't right. I said, look, guys, next time you go back there, tell him you're the best detailers in San Antonio, Texas, if not Texas. Walk in there, look him in the face and tell him that. And then ask him what's he got a problem with. And when you go around to other people and advertise, tell him you're the best in the world at what you do. Mm -hmm. So they did. 
they run a million dollar business today. And wow. that guy who used to criticize them is one of their biggest customers. It's <laughs> self-belief. Yeah. You know, I made him believe that they were the best in I posted my cars on all my platforms and these guys saw it. And I said, the best in the world, these guys are the best in the world at what they do. So people are calling them up and go, Hey, you're the best in the world, Dr. Rob said. And they started to believe million dollar company they run phenomenal. Wow. It's as simple as that. That's amazing. That, re that really is amazing. And I just, you know, I wanted, I just want to say thank you to you, you know, for making the time to do this, to talk with me and share your story and everything. I mean, it's, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was, it was, a, it was a pleasure talking to you before when I first talked to you on the phone and you know, you have such a, such a captivating story. And you know, it was, it was great being able to hear some bits and pieces of it today and all the messages that you share, the tips, the advice, all of it was super helpful and just amazing. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was so, it was so nice meeting you because you're such an amazing person, you know, with such an amazing name that when I spoke to you and I saw you, it's just like, you're so beautiful. You're so oh. talented. You're so educated. You're so passionate. It's like, I, I love people like you. I, I just love you to bits because, you know, if there's anything I can do, you know, you're num my number one girl because you just, you just live this stuff. You don't want to say it, you live it. It's like you get excited about the, your podcast. It's like, I love people like you, Paris. And I just, oh. I absolutely adore you. Absolutely. Thank you. That means so much. Oh my gosh. You're going to make me get all emotional over here. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love the energy that you have. Like the energy that you just bring to the room, even though we're not in the same room, it's virtual, but I can, you know, I hear it in your voice. I see it. I can, I see the passion. I see, you know, all of it. And, you know, I'm just happy that we connected and that we were able to create this and together and put this out there. And I'm super excited to post this and share this with everyone. And yes, and you guys need to check Dr. Rob Kelly out. He is the CEO of Rob Kelly Recovery Group, and he is doing amazing things, helping people every single day. So thank you for doing this interview. Woo! <laughs> so much. Great to be here. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.